0: Therefore, we have a responsibility to steward our walk with God and to maintain his flame that he has ignited in our hearts. I am your host, Keith Collins, and I invite you to join me now as we explore biblical truths that help us to maintain the flame of God upon the altar of our hearts. Hello and welcome to Maintain the Flame. I'm Keith Collins, your host, and I am blessed to know that you are listening today. I pray that this Program is a blessing to you, and that each and every week you are receiving something from the Lord. And this week, before I share what I want to share with you, what I believe the Lord has put on my heart, I do want to just come to you and encourage you today. I want to let you know that the Lord is definitely moving in this hour. In the last several weeks, I've been blessed to be in multiple locations, preaching the gospel, praying for people, praying with people and there's definitely a stirring that's taking place you know i was blessed to be in a revival in the mid 1990s and during that time there were several pockets of revival i know canada um the united kingdom america different parts of the world that were really experiencing the power and the presence of god and and i believe that we are on the precipice we are on the the maybe the the beginning stages or at the beginning stages of Another outpouring, and you might ask why would you say that well we're in desperate times and and we're in challenging times, and our culture is going awry, and things that used to grieve us in our generation are now tolerated and even celebrated and you know it's it, it it's a dangerous season it's an ominous season, and we're losing our young people I understand that at the same time I also know that that God is putting His hand on certain people, even young people, and He's stirring their hearts with a hunger and a thirst to know Him and to make Him known in this generation. So, God is moving. Um, I am praying for a third great awakening in America. We've had two great awakenings, one in the 1700s in the American colonies, and then another one in the 1800s. Um, a lot of that took place in the northeastern part of America. But at this hour, um, man, I'm just so hungry to see Jesus glorified in our nation, the United States of America. How does that start? It starts with the church getting revived or the church getting back to normal, and then a nation can come awake or can be awakened. So pray with me, please, that, um, that God would continue to move, that hearts would continue to be softened or mollified, and that people would be willing to. To accept and to receive what the Lord is doing. But again, let me encourage you, God's moving and hearts are being touched and hearts are being changed and and lives are being transformed. And we're seeing this really everywhere that we go. So, So God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me on Maintain the Flame today. We are honored each and every week to come to you by way of this program, And we pray that the material that you're hearing, that you're receiving, is encouraging you, that it's challenging you, and that it's causing you to have a greater hunger and thirst for the Lord Jesus Christ, for the Holy Spirit, for God the Father in your life and in your heart. And I just want to open in prayer this morning if that's or today, if that's okay. So Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. Lord, we need your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we need you. We need your fire. We need your passion. We need your strength. We need your anointing in this generation. I pray that you would anoint this episode to change hearts, to touch lives. May we be more and more conformed to your image. And Lord, use us for your glory in this hour of history. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, today I want to talk to you about the glory of God, God's presence among us. Maybe we could even title this, Why We Need the Holy Spirit. Why do we need the Holy Spirit? You know, unfortunately, there are a lot of churches that I, I see that, um, that I've been connected with for years, some of them that have kind of adopted a mindset that we have to be careful not to allow the Holy Spirit to really move um, because it might turn people off. And I I do understand that there are some that have gone out into maybe flakiness or, or craziness, or some people call it charismania, and I'm not talking about that. But I do know that the power of the Holy Spirit, when present, does things that we cannot do with our own strength and with our own ability. And listen, I I love good teaching. I love good preaching. I love good singing. I love good church services. All those things are fantastic. And God uses those, of course. But I also know that we need the power of God to manifest even in our assemblies or in our gatherings, whether that be in a big sanctuary, in a small congregation, whatever that looks like, we need to have that taking place. Even the Bible's clear that when an unbeliever comes in and hears us or sees the Holy Spirit manifest it, maybe by prophecy or by tongues and interpretation, then, then they'll say, you know, listen, this has impacted me in such a way that what do you have that I don't have? And I'm paraphrasing what the Bible says, but understand, we we shouldn't hide the Holy Spirit in the back room. Or just save him for the the small group settings and not allow the power of God to move and to manifest in our gatherings. I I was, as you know, I was involved, or as many of you know, I was involved in the Brownsville Revival for many years and eventually became one of the leaders at the school and taught at the school and um attended the church there for several years and was in literally hundreds of of revival services. And I can tell you that it was the power of the Holy Spirit manifesting that changed lives. Of course, there was order, godly order. Um, if things were, would get fleshly or carnal or out of control, um, and that happens sometimes. It, it, it's happened throughout the history of revivals. Then there was leadership there to kind of help with that and take care of that. However, when the Holy Spirit moved in, there were sometimes whenever we would even be mute or quiet uh, and not say anything, maybe for 30, 45 minutes because the glory of God was so present. We were not dictated by schedules. We were not dictated by, by a clock, but there was a hunger for the Lord to move in our midst. And, and we've got an entire generation of leaders. That have never experienced that. And they've, they've learned how to do church. They've learned how to orchestrate church. They've learned how to produce and they're like production, um, you know, managers and they're, they're good at it. And they're, again, I'm not saying nobody's ever touched in those type of settings. However, friend, we're losing our nation. We're losing a generation. And I believe we need the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our midst. So my question, um, for this teaching today, what I'm sharing is why do we need the Holy Spirit among us? Why do we need the power of God to manifest in our midst? Is it so that we can feel something or um, have a Maybe something happened in our bodies where we shake, or maybe I've seen people fall on the ground. That's even happened to me a few times where the power of God was so strong over my life that literally I could not even stand. But is that the, is that the reason for it? And I've always said, it doesn't matter if you fall on the ground. If you, if you get up the same way, then you just fell on the ground. But I know in my own life, there have been times when the power of God came over me and the fire of God was so intense that in that moment, in that season, I was so radically touched and changed that when I got off the ground, my heart was burning more for Jesus. There was a greater hunger and a greater thirst. So again, what is the purpose for the Holy Spirit? Is it so that we can say, hey, we speak in tongues and we're Pentecostal. Listen, thank God, for speaking in tongues, and, and and I do it, and and I believe in it, and it builds me up in my faith, and I believe in the gift of tongues with interpretation, and all those things are very much biblical, even though we don't even see them oftentimes in many Pentecostal or charismatic churches. But, but I am convinced that we live in an hour where these things must be reintroduced to the culture of church, to the culture of the ecclesia. In other words, Where did we come or how did we come to a place That we feel like we can just kind of do church through our own human talent and our own human ability through our own produced or production oriented sets that we call services or worship sets. And we feel like we've accomplished something and we can leave a setting like that and feel good about ourselves and feel like, man, that's a good message or that's a good worship set. And people leave feeling refreshed. And listen, there's again, I'm not saying all that's a sin, but listen to me carefully. Oftentimes, that's all people get is a good production, is a good um, show, is is good talent and good teaching skills, but their hearts are never changed. I've seen the power of God manifest and move in such a way that, that people were brought to maybe deep conviction or maybe deep joy to where the power and the fire of the Holy Ghost did what only he can do and goes be, it went way beyond what a man can do or a woman can do through talent and gifting or even anointing, when the Holy Spirit is allowed to manifest even in our corporate gatherings, then friend, the the change can be phenomenal and it can be instant even. So, and again, I'm not talking about just being crazy and and flaky and wild. No, I'm talking about according to Scripture. And when we read the Word of God, it is clear that The power of God manifested among the early church. There were great stirrings. There were great manifestations. The glory of God was present. And what was the purpose for all that? Again, it's not just so that we can have a a service full of emotion and full of experiences, even though that's clearly um, or can clearly be a part of our lives. But let me read Acts chapter 4 to you this afternoon. Um, it's afternoon here in Charlotte, North Carolina. But listen to this part of this um this scripture here. And this is, of course, um Luke writing this, but this is where the believers are literally praying for boldness. So I want to declare to you that one of the primary reasons for the Holy Spirit in our midst is so that you and I can be bold witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. So um chapter four, verse twenty-three. And we'll read a few verses here. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father, David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, why did the Gentiles rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against the anointed. For truly in this city, they were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word, listen, with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So we we see, so when I ask the question, what is the purpose for the Holy Spirit in our midst? Well, it's clear that one of the primary needs, one of the primary manifestations is that there has to be a boldness among the people of God to do what God has called us to do in our generation. Acts 13.52 says this, and the disciples were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Acts 1, eight says, but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in jerusalem and in all judea and in samaria and even to the uttermost parts of the earth so the reason i'm i'm sharing some of these these things with you at the outset here is to let you know that the holy spirit has purpose in our lives we are not baptized in the holy spirit just so we can speak in tongues just so we can have an experience as powerful as that might be, even if our own body reacts to it, which can definitely happen as the power of God comes upon human flesh, but there, there's greater purpose. The Lord anoints us to be bold witnesses. He anoints us and fills us in order that we might move in the gifts of the Spirit. He, uh, he fills us that we might have the joy of the Lord, which becomes our power and our strength, according to Nehemiah. In other words, it is, it is for this reason that the Lord has anointed us and has filled us with the Holy Spirit. So listen, hear my heart. How is it that we've come to a place that, um, that now we're ashamed of the Holy Spirit? We're ashamed of the Holy Ghost. I mean, we want the Holy Ghost because he gives us peace and he gives us assurance, but, but we want to be careful that we're not too bold. Because we might appear to be obnoxious. We want to be careful that that we're not too out there, that we're not offending people. And again, I know you can cross a line and get in the flesh, even in religion. But let me tell you something. There should be something so real in and upon our lives because we are baptized in the Holy Spirit that people should be able to look at us and see that we are a different people. There is something about our lives That is not like the rest of the world, not like the rest of religion. There there should be something upon us that causes us to stand out. Not that we're elite, not that we're special because of our name or anything. No, but because we carry the very presence and glory of God in us and upon us. We are filled with the Holy Spirit. Therefore, when we come together, we should anticipate, we should expect the power of God to manifest among us. We should expect the gifts of the Spirit to operate. We should expect conviction, repentance, joy, salvation, healing, signs, wonders, miracles. Friend, this is the the native air of the real church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, We just read back here in Acts where literally they prayed and the very building they were praying in began to shake. In other words, the the manifestation of the Holy Spirit was so intense that the very structure they were in began to move and began to shake. Friend, that's the God that I'm talking about. That's what this generation needs. We've had so much good teaching, and we've we've gone from prophetic preachers to TED Talk teachers, and again, I'm all for teaching, anointed teaching, but we, we have a little 20-25-minute 20, TED Talk on Sunday mornings that makes us feel good or makes us feel um, okay, even if we're in sin. But there's no power. There's there's no conviction. There's no joy. There's there there's no anointing to set the captive free and to break the yokes in people's life. This comes through the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. This comes through the the fire of the Holy Spirit being present in our midst upon us as individuals, as well as manifesting and moving in the ecclesia in the church. So I want to encourage you today, if you're listening to this, friend, you need the Holy Spirit. You, You need the fire of God. Your church needs the fire of God. If you're a preacher, and you're preaching without the fire, get along with God. Pray for a fresh baptism. Again, Acts said they were continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. There's not just the initial baptism of the Holy Spirit, and that's it. That's important, but there are continual experiences. There are, I believe, Ongoing baptisms of the spirit of God that are available to the believers and whenever we set our hearts upon the Lord and we say Lord I've got to have you. I, I can't do this without you. I don't want to preach without you. I don't want to pray without you. I'm not interested in going to another church service that's just full of religion and just a little lesson that that makes me feel good, even though I'm still bound up in sin and, and lust and anger and everything else. I've got, I've got to have something real when our hearts come alive to the Lord. God responds. Listen, the great awakenings that have taken place, the revivals that have happened throughout history, they didn't just happen just to happen. They happened because somewhere, somebody got a hold of God and they got desperate for the Lord to be present in their life, in their generation, in their church, in their nation, in their community. Friend, we've got to get desperate. We need God in this generation. Listen, the purpose for the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not so we can simply have an initial Pentecostal experience, even though, again, that's vital, that's important. The experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is glorious. It's divine to say the least, but it has purpose. It has meaning. Listen, as as we read the story of those 120 in the upper room on the day of Pentecost, they didn't just have an experience with the fire of God, and they did. Literally, fire rested upon their heads and uh, manifested, and it was very supernatural. It was something that was foretold and prophesied, and this was the fulfillment of of this thing that took place, this incredible baptism of fire. I, I've always called the upper room, that was the womb of the church, the church was birthed, the ecclesia was birthed through fire. And that, that sound, the Bible said that what was a sound as of a rushing mighty wind and tongues of fire that sat upon each of them. From what an incredible thing to, to think about, to ponder. What are we dealing with here? We're talking about the very nature of God that comes to consume and possess A people to the point that they manifest the glory of God. What happened after that occurrence when they were filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible said Peter, who had been um, a failure at best. In other words, he had not just been, but even denied the Lord Jesus, denied that he even knew him. Um, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he goes out and preaches with power and 3,000 are added to the church that day. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was upon him. The fire of God that refines is also the fire of God that anoints. It's the fire of God that reveals the glory of heaven into a generation. And when we are void of that, as Paul said, we just become a form of godliness That has no power, that has no strength, that, that has no glory. And we just learn to go through the motions and, and, and we're lifeless. And even though Jesus is a part of us, he's not everything to us. The Holy Spirit, friend, Jesus comes and he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Why? So that we can manifest who he is in our generation. Friend, we don't need Another good church today, we don't need another good pastor We don't need another good evangelist or apostle prophet or teacher We don't need new worship groups and we don't need new um, You know new prophets to arise to to tell us what's going to happen No friend, we need a fresh baptism in the nature of God himself in the fire of God We need to experience what it means to be called and commissioned listen in my own life and in the lives of others that have experienced that the glorious baptism of the holy spirit listen there, there are not really adequate words that i could use today to to share how incredible this experience is however the experience must lead to something that is full of purpose apostolic purpose that 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 divine purpose is the deliberate onward progression of the kingdom of god in the earth, the the great commission. Listen to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Many of you know this. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe All that I commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Friend, we have been called and commissioned by the Lord Jesus himself through the baptism of the Holy Spirit to reach the nations, to make disciples of the nation, to baptize the nations of the earth, to 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 declare the kingdom of heaven is at hand and to manifest the glory of God through our intimate walk with him and through the fire of God resting upon us. Again, when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit that day in the upper room, he literally began to proclaim the gospel with boldness with authority with power with demonstration three thousand were saved listen what is the purpose of the holy spirit i would declare that um it empowers us it emboldens us listen if you've been filled with the holy spirit and you still have no boldness you still live in timidity and trepidation and fear Then I would encourage you, my friend, you need more. I'm not saying you've never had an experience with God, but when the Holy Spirit of God comes upon an individual's life, they cannot be the same. Hebrews 12, 29, I've talked about this many times on Maintain the Flame. Our God is a consuming fire, the writer of Hebrews says. Listen, when he takes up residence in a man or a woman or a young person, my friend, their lives cannot be the same. They cannot be the same. Eternity comes into view. God's heart comes alive in us. We become a people motivated with things of eternal value and the things of this earth begin to dim and dull in comparison to the things and the riches of heaven. You see, we, we must have boldness. We must have authority. We must have power in this generation to do the things that Jesus has called us to do. Listen, this manifestation of the glory of God is a great need in this hour, friend i i've said this before but but i'll say it again we have an entire generation of of leaders that that do not even know what it means to move and to operate in the holy spirit therefore i i believe that the reason a lot of leaders are fearful to allow the power of god to move number one they're foreign to it number two maybe there's been abuse but you know I've often said just because somebody's abused something doesn't mean you have to throw it out, especially if it's biblical, just because someone has abused prophecy. And we've even in recent years, we've we've seen where some prophets have had to come forward and even apologize for their false prophecies doesn't mean specifically that they're false prophets. It just means that that they missed it. And thankfully, some of them have been willing and bold enough and godly enough and have enough integrity to say, listen, I missed it. And they've even come to a place of humility. But just because of that doesn't mean we throw out prophecy. Prophecy is something that that we need. I mean, prophecy is something that, that it's one of the gifts of the Spirit. And the, the office of the prophet is a gift for the church. I mean, the Lord gave us five offices, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, or shepherds and teachers. So, again, oftentimes we throw out what we need because someone... Maybe got in their flesh or maybe missed it or for whatever reason, abused, maybe a gift to the spirit, maybe word of knowledge. I've seen this um, gift used oftentimes in ways that were manipulating. And it really wasn't word of knowledge. It almost became witchcraft. However, Word of knowledge is something that we need. It it can literally open up a person's heart. I know in my own life, there have been times when the Lord would show me something about someone who didn't even know the Lord. And it was that thing that the Lord used as a key to soften their heart and to open them up to receive the gospel. So listen to me, friend. Um, You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need the ongoing infilling of the fire of God upon your life. Pastor, leader, please listen to me. You might have a great church. You might have a great budget. You might have amazing facilities. You might have written great books, or maybe you're a powerful worship leader if you're listening today. Maybe you're a missionary. I'm telling you, you can do more in a second when God is in control than you can do in a hundred years through your own ability, your own strength, your own talent, even the gift upon your life, which obviously can be from the Lord. But still, we can move in a gift without the glory of God and without the anointing of God. We need. The Holy Spirit, friend, we need boldness. We need humility. We need fire. We need the presence of God. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would touch everyone that's listening to this today. Awaken our hearts to be desperate, to be thirsty and hungry for you. May nothing ever squelch that hunger. And Lord, may our lives manifest your glory in this hour that we live in. Give us revival in the church, Lord. Awaken uh, awaken America, God. Spiritually awaken our nation and the nations of the earth, Lord God. And Father, use us for your glory as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Maintain the Flame today. Hey, if you'd like to um, learn more about us, you can go to our websites, keith-collins.org or impactgf.org. Also, we've got a new book called Um, first love fire that's coming available November the 1st. And I encourage you, you can go on Amazon November the 1st and just type in first love fire, Keith Collins, and you can get it there. So we love you. God bless you. And may the fire of God continue to burn brighter and hotter in your life. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Maintain the Flame with Keith Collins today. I trust that you've been blessed and encouraged as you've listened. And if you hunger for a greater passion for the Lord that will not dim or subside, then let me encourage you to listen weekly to episodes that will encourage you in your walk with God. To learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at Keith-Collins.org or impactgf. Org. May the fire of God burn brighter and hotter in your life. God bless you.